Hello, guys. Welcome to the podcast of United Media in Redlands Christian School. I am Lucas Hu. If you haven't listened to the previous two interviews with Mr. Pryor and Mr. Huker, I suggest you to take some time to click them. So today I'm going to talk with my first female guest, Mrs. Baker. Mrs. Baker has been teaching ESL in our school for a couple years, right? How many years is that? Yeah, this is my third one. Oh, third, third year. year? Yeah. So, so two school years plus almost. Wait, have one. you teached any school before? This? Yes. Yeah, this is my fifth school. Fifth? Wow, yeah. so you're a professional teacher. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's from England. So tell me a little things about how you end up with America. Like how you can. How did I get to America? Yes. Um, well, I think I will begin by saying that I never imagined that I would live in America. No? No, it wasn't a part of my plan. I think when you're at high school, um, people say, Oh, what do you hope for the future? What do you think you will do? And I can honestly say that. Living in the United States was not part of of what I thought would happen to me. Um, I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher, but um, as I got older and I did more study and I had some work experience, I realised actually I really enjoy being with young people. So, when did you have the idea to be a teacher? Like when you were already high school, or after that? No, so after. So my mother and my father were right. teachers. They're both retired now, but they were teachers. They teach English. Uh, my mother taught English at a university, mm-hmm. and my father taught science. And then he was a principal of a school. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with them always talking about school and work, and I thought it was so boring. Mm-hmm. And I thought, <laughs> who who would do that? Oh, I can't wait to leave school and go do something real you know uh, you still come back to school again. <laughs> but yeah when you when you really start to think about what you enjoy and what you what you like to do and work is a big portion of our life I was thinking about what, you know where did I really enjoy and I was like I really loved school and, and not everybody does and and they go off and they leave school and they pursue their passion but school was such a positive experience for me that after some time doing studying and a few other things, I thought, actually, I, I do want to go back to school. And mm, I want to make so, it a positive experience yeah. for others. So your idea changed right, from not go back to school right. to, okay, I'm good with school. <laughs> right. So then to go back to your first question, well, what about America? Um, I trained to be a teacher in England. Mm-hmm. And I worked in England for um, seven years as a teacher. As a teacher, and then I had an opportunity to go and work in the Middle East as a teacher. Oh, so you went to the Middle East? So I went and I lived there for two years. Which country is that? To Jordan, which uh-huh. is next to Israel. Yeah. And whilst I was there, I was taking a bus to work. And the bus doors opened and on walked a very tall, blonde, handsome American man. Mm-hmm. And came to sit next to me. <laughs> And that is the beginning of a very long story, <laughs> which so, led me to be at Redlands Christian School. <laughs> so he became your... He no, became no. my friend. Um, and he had lived there for a couple of years already. And now I was new at the time. And he suggested that maybe he could show me a few places as a friend. Um, and we were friends for a while. Um, Wait, is it just you meet each other at the bus? On and a then bus. Just... Yeah, so... On the ride to work, we were sat next to each other. And then, of course, you take the bus home from work, and he was on the bus home from work. And this became the pattern. Like we, every day. Right. So we just would say good oh. morning. And then 
not the first day did we decide to, to be friends and go on <laughs> trips together, yeah, okay. right? That makes sense. I thought we just said, okay, so whatever, no, whatever no, your no. name is in the past. <laughs> no, no, over, no. over time, you okay. know, over yeah. time. Um, and then when we decided to leave that place because the war in Syria was happening and we lived fairly close to the border of Syria, maybe two hours, mm. so not very close, but close enough to be worried about danger. Mm-hmm. We knew that we wanted to leave Jordan, um, so we had to decide, because at that point we, we knew we were going to get married, um, were we going to live in his home country or my home country? Mm-hmm. And so we went where we thought we could earn the most money and have the best quality of life. And um, because I wanted to have children and he would be the one earning most of the money, we came mm. to United States, so it'd be easy for him to to, to get work. Because you have to think about that his work as the first important yes. thing. Oh. Yes, because um, it would be harder for him in England because of the immigration laws and the visa work visas. And but as an American, he can come here and mm-hmm. and do things easier. But is it easier for you to go to America as a citizen? No. So when I first arrived here for a whole year, I could not work. Mm. I could not drive. I was here legally, but I had to do a lot of paperwork. Uh, um, so I spent a lot of time praying <laughs> mm-hmm. for something to be able Stay to start well a life here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, you come to America because of that man. <laughs> because of that man on that bus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when I was at high school, and and if somebody had said to me, "Hey, one day you'll meet a man on a bus in a strange country, and he will take you thousands of miles away from your home." Wait, is it before that? Somebody's no, no. If somebody did say uh-huh. that, I would have never believed them. I would have said, "No, that's a crazy that idea." And that becomes true. And now it's true. Wow, so. this is like prophecy. <laughs> so anybody uh, listening out there, you never know what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Then you come to America, and then because you already have the degree, right? With English teach, and I'm just a teacher, right? So that's why you came for teaching. Right? For, teaching. for teaching. So um, this department, the international department, at the time they were looking for um, international tutors. Mm-hmm. Oh, were you uh, studying for a teaching as a job? And then have you ever thinking about to teach as foreign students, like? These people come from Korea, China, right. Vietnam. Um, not necessarily. So when I worked in Jordan, I was teaching at an international school. So there were students from all oh, over so the world. Oh, so you already contact with those international students? Yes, but it was a big range of students. So mm. in one class, many maybe seven countries represented. Whereas here, it's mainly Chinese. There are a few Korean, mm-hmm. and then like three I know Chinese Vietnamese. people are everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I never had any desire to go to China mm. until I met Chinese people. Oh. And now I really want to go because I really want to. I really want to understand my students. That works. That's why we do that because we want to share the different culture to everybody yeah. to let everybody have interested with different culture. We come to America. We want to have knowledge with here different things we meet different people right so mm-hmm. same as people from other countries we need to make something to make people face each other and have new knowledge about what other people look like what other people what right. other countries are are experience whatever things right yeah that's good I, that's that's really good actually one so. of my uh, favorite things to do with my students is to talk about um 
just differences in daily life in the different places and, and, and laugh about mm. them, you know, because um, it's just so fascinating to me. So recently I was talking to some students about um, just what it's like in a, in a school and uh, they were telling me how you have to stand up if you that, want to answer a question. Very, and very good, because you are interested with different cultures, yes, right? Yes, always. Some people, been. they don't. Like when we talk about something, they're just being nonchalant. They're, they don't care. This is right. not my country, right? Right. So, yeah, yeah. I think part of that comes from my childhood. So being in the United Kingdom, we have access to um, Europe very easily and very cheap. So mm. it's very um, common for people to go to other countries a lot whereas in the United States it's expensive to go abroad and you have everything you need here mm. in America you know you can find different experiences in different states mm-hmm. whereas in the UK it's smaller than California so for different experiences you have to go to a new a new country mm-hmm. so I think my fascination came from childhood going and seeing um, different places from an early mm-hmm. age and it has the impact on had an impact mm-hmm. and my sister and I would collect a doll from every country mm-hmm. and they would um, wear the different national costume so we had a collection of dolls with the different foreign costumes because we love clothes <laughs> and we love dolls and so yeah I think something like that comes from a very early age so yeah. I'm trying to teach my son about different holidays and different mm-hmm. people, even though he's not even two, you know, just because they remember and they learn so yes. so quickly. Yes. Mm. Hold on, Dad. I um, I know because you come from England. There's something really interesting I want to talking about mm. is the accent. Yes. Seriously, you know what? When I was in the elementary school, my grade, the first grade, I we learned Oxford English. So those British English. The real. Yeah. The, the real McCoy. <laughs> so the first year I touch English, we, I, I actually speak different. No, we don't speak because just the new student, right? Right. But we learn something that's a little bit different, which is, um, for example, we don't say, sorry, I can't. We say, I can't, mm-hmm. which is British, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I remember there's, like, is it? People from England, they don't say trash, but they say rubbish. Rubbish, yes. And eraser, not eraser, but no. rubber. Rubber. Rubber, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I learned the first. So basically, when I first time learned English, we learned a really different accent in England. I mean, in like the Oxford book. So I, I feel that's so weird. I mean, uh, so I just want to ask if... Because your husband is American and uh, you're interacting with so many students are coming from other countries and you speak British English and well they speak American English so is there anything about accent that um, like sometimes when you say something people say huh like maybe confused or maybe people say something and you may feel huh what are you talking about yes it happens it happens more than you might think um, with your husband and with no no with he's used teachers. to me by now but um yeah well, well he's used to you <laughs> <laughs> i think the biggest thing is uh the drive-through uh-huh. to be honest like we have drive-throughs in england but they're not very common and people don't really use them very much like there are a few here i feel like every place you can drive through mm-hmm. so the british english we pronounce the t in mm. the middle of words right mm-hmm so, for example, 
I was going through a drive-through and I really wanted a vitamin water. Vitamin water. Vitamin yeah, water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would Americans say that? Just water. Right. So they'd say water, right? Mm-hmm. And vitamin, they would say vitamin. Vitamin. <laughs> right. Yes. So I'm going through the drive-through, and you know how it's kind of like hard to speak loudly, and they can't always hear you anyway. Mm-hmm. So I or try to order vitamin water. Mm-hmm. Maybe I said it five times before eventually I put on my fake American accent and went vitamin water, <laughs> vitamin water, because I was so thirsty and so frustrated. Oh, vitamin water, sure, ma'am. <laughs> so small, silly things like that mm-hmm. can get frustrating. And what is sometimes what I used to think was fun. And now I don't like it so much is when people say, oh, can you say something so I can listen to your accent? <laughs> oh, you're from England? Say something. Yeah, some people, they love to hear But I don't know what England. to say. <laughs> you That's know, when they say, say something, so yeah. I say, something? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I you really know. can understand because sometimes when people ask me to say my home, com- home city dialect, mm. I say, what am I going to say? You don't understand, mm. right? So, yeah, when people ask you to say something representing your own accent and you don't know what to say right right it's just so at first it was like oh i'm kind of different this is cool and now it's just annoying <laughs> <laughs> so what about those students and teachers here when you're talking with them is there anything like my few weird each other um not so much the accent but just more the vocab there's vocab. words here in mm-hmm. the american school system that do not exist in the british school system mm. like tardy for mm. example We don't have that. We don't use that term. So when I first came and there was a staff meeting and they were talking about what to do if your student was tardy. Mm. And you don't know what that I didn't know what it meant. I had to Google it. And I'm an English teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so stupid. But we just... It's in a word in the English language, but it just isn't used in Britain. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so that's one example. There are more, but that's just a funny one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I remember last year when I was in your class, actually, you said something like, oh, that's interesting. But I just kind of, like, you, you might say something, uh, we can understand what you mean, but it just sounds different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, for example, you always like to say, all of you talking about, like, all of you, not all of you, but all oh, of you. Yeah. Yes, something like that. That's oh. really conspicuous. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You remember that. <laughs> yeah. So beside accent, is there anything like cultural things you might think is different when you deal with American people, like American students, American teachers, or even your uh, husband, like something they do or something you do, each other might think, oh, that's weird. That doesn't happen. Like, couple things. I mean, there's probably a lot, but things that spring to mind are, um, and this might just be Californians because I haven't lived in any other state, mm-hmm. but I find people here are very... Um, forthcoming with information they're very open they will tell you about their life very easily oh. you know so that's why you're telling my life now <laughs> so you probably know more about me and my life mm-hmm. than anyone else in the of the teachers in the school teachers yes yeah. like i don't like british people will give information in a polite way if they are asked for it mm-hmm. but they won't give the information if they're not asked for it. So, for example, you could say, how are you today? And as a British person would say, I'm fine, thank you. And it would stop there. <laughs> right? But here we just talk more and more. But here you say, more. how are you? 
oh man, you know, and then it would just go on and on for like two minutes. Yes, yes. And then you'd be like, wow, I feel like I know you more than my... More than just how are you feeling. Right, yeah. <laughs> and that's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just a lot to get used to. Ah. So in the bank in England, a transaction is very professional. So you go in, you do your business, and then you you leave. But here in the bank, I've learned that you have to... Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, oh, nice weather outside. And how's your weekend going? And you have to have this like like open conversation, open conversation, yeah. even with like a business or a professional mm -hmm. transaction. So, is England people are more like introverted? Is that what you mean? With strangers, yes. Uh, Not with people you know very well, but uh -huh. with strangers, <coughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's step by step, right? You yeah. don't you don't know anybody like the first day, right? Like where you met your husband, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's from really basic things. Um, so there's another thing about your your kid. By the way, I really like your kid. Is he's Edward, right? He's so cute. Oh, <laughs> I saw you. so many pictures you post in the I know videos. On Instagram. Where, yeah, I know. So I've funny. turned into one of those people that <laughs> just shows their kid all the time. <laughs> I used to get annoyed before I had children. I was like, this is boring. Like, why would I want to see someone's kid? But now, <laughs> but now, now I have a baby. I, I yeah, you cannot control yourself <laughs> no, to <I> share <laughs> those funny things, right? I know. So what about, I guess, back to the accent. You and your husband has different accents. So right. what kind of accent you want your child to learn to speak? And what kind of thing are you talking with them? Like, you just talk British accent with them, right? And your husband talking about... American accent, right? Right. So, what's the impact? I mean, what what um, kind of things do you want to teach? I would like him to have the kind of accent that can that can fit easily into either situation. So both. So either both or like what we'd call a hybrid accent. So one where you can't really tell. One that's kind of familiar or comfortable in both mm. places. You know, that can switch um, easily. I think the way we are doing it at home, bringing him up, is it's as if there were two languages. So a friend of mine is from Taiwan. She is only speaking Mandarin to her son, and the father is only speaking English mm. because they want to bring him up completely bilingual. Mm -hmm. And so I'm speaking British English, and my husband's speaking American English, and so he will know both. And he knows, like, um, Bin and he knows trash can he knows that's the same thing mm -hmm. so if I say go and put that in the bin he, yeah yeah he trash can do bin. it Th that's actually and if thing. I say go and put it in the trash can he will go and do it uh -huh. by the way mm. I think when when I learned English in my middle school I don't remember what the style was but I, I know trash bin and we we learned the word bin mm. and trash bin but here nobody say can no, go to the trash British, bin yeah yeah bin b-i-n right b-i-n yeah yes bin. yes I always look so I can go to trash bin trash yeah. bin dad yeah. Or or rub, rubbish rubbish bin. rubbish bin yes yeah. yes trash can rubbish bin yeah <laughs> yeah now yeah. here is trash can yeah and um, also um, the vocabulary for baby items like diaper mm -hmm. this is an American word in England we we call it nappy oh not diaper not diaper nappy. so when we go to England and he's with my parents we try and use the you know the words that that they know and so so he's learning a, a variety so, of words yes that's that's <laughs> actually not a bad thing right he's no knows. he doesn't know any different so uh -huh. it's easier to do it now 
It's uh-huh. the easiest thing to learn things when you're young. What about cultural things, behaviors, like you doing different with your husband, and then what kind of things you might want your child to do? Oh. Like we don't have to say any specific example, but mm. do you want to uh, combine to both things and try to make the best for the for the best occasion for your child? Yes. Right? Yeah, I want him to understand both. What's appropriate in both? What's uh-huh. polite in both? So you like sometimes we teach them. This is appropriate in. American but not appropriate in England, like that. Right. Yes, I think so. Yeah, but we're fortunate. The cultures, although they're different, there are so many similarities. It's uh-huh. not like I'm from a completely different place. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I have to try and teach him a whole new language, a whole new alphabet. Yeah. I have to teach him chopsticks. I have. I don't have to do that. <laughs> Fortunately, yes, yes. if you marry a foreign woman, then you'll have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, seriously, British things. I was. I'm interested with that. I mean, I've never been to any country in Europe. You should. Yeah, I'm should. sure you will in the future. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I will someday. I'm sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be interested to find out um, what you think compared to America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Okay, so here's the interview of the podcast for today. So our fundamental goal is to spread the diverse cultures by using different ways in the United States. Listen, folks, if you have anything you want to share or just want to vent, don't hesitate to contact with me. I'm here waiting for you and uh, to be my next guest. So we can talk anything you want, right? So... Anyway, thank you, Mrs. Baker, for sharing the time and sharing no the story. Problem. I enjoyed it. Thank uh, you. Have a wonderful day. Bye.